0: On today's show, Mavs Draft, a.k.a. Richard, is with us to talk about 10 prospects the Dallas Mavericks could and should target in the NBA Draft. We'll talk about all of them on today's Lockdown Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Lentzic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks the Mavericks are NBA champions. He hits. Bang!
1: Bang! It's good. And the Mavericks
0: have won the game. You, if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all, po- on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. And the best way to help us grow is to comment below. Comment who you want the Mavericks to take with the 26th pick. Let us know, and Richard will skim through all those comments and see how many of those are stupid ideas, how many are great ideas, and all that. He'll, he'll give his stamp of approval. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor writer at Mavs.com, the draft room reject, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I just stormed out of the draft room and make, made you make a draft. I date. didn't
0: get an invite? Huh. What do you mean I didn't get an invite?
1: Um, So every year we do this locked on mock draft. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun for all the locked on hosts of the teams. We really act like we're the GMs. Probably to put too much into this, um, <laughs> but wheeling and dealing. We've made trades literally since 2017. Uh, a lot of you have listened to this pod for a while. You you know about this mock draft because we talk about the trades and everything. We're trying to wheel and deal right now because this trying. this mock draft's happening right now within the network, and then we'll release the results and stuff. Obviously, but. Uh, we're trying to move up in the draft, so uh, we're trying to get a big and move up at the same time. No luck yet, but <laughs> just, just stay tuned.
0: We're trying. Like I said, on today's show, we're going to get into 10 prospects the Mavericks could target with the 26th pick. We have Richard Stamen, who is from the NBA Big Board podcast with Rafael Barlow. We've been hyping up that show for, like, months. <laughs> you should go listen to it. It's great stuff. Incredible information on the draft. Richard. Let's start with our first draft prospect I have right here. This is one we talked about a little bit on yesterday's episode, but we'll get into it a little bit deeper here. Uh, Jalen Williams, the 6'6 wing from Santa Clara. Tell me what's the, the pros for the Mavericks and the cons for the Mavericks as they went with him for with the uh, 26 pick.
2: Yeah, let's start with the pros because the cons are just going to be ridiculously short. <laughs> you finally get a wing who can create for himself. The Mavs really just don't have that. You look at the creators on this team and it all three of them are guards. There's really only three creators, and the Mavs addressed that. Jalen Williams is the only player I feel like this year that took advantage of Chet when Chet was guarding him. Mm. The potential number one pick, Chet Holmgren.
0: In what way, like look- in driving at him, posting up him, or like what way did he take advantage?
2: Yeah, no, he he took him in isolation and made him look absolutely silly. He threw him off balance, was able to finish around him. There's so much upside with him. You look at him him as a three-level scorer, shot 51% this year as a junior, 18 points a game, 40% from three, can pass the ball, he can defend. There's really almost no no holes. The only question is, he's a junior, and how consistent is it going to scale up from Santa Clara?
0: Isaac Isaac is a (laughs) full-time passer and a dad, and literally the most juvenile of any of us. (laughs) He is a father of two, and I can't do one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, I'm laughing at Nick Richard's Nick's the dumb. most
0: professional of any of us here
1: I know he is
0: because
1: <laughs> he's the expert of... take this advantage of him now we... you asked the question so <laughs> I just I had to drink my apple juice Um, let, <laughs> let me ask let me ask the dumb question it's like watered down apple juice because it's for kids and I'm like this sucks anyway this could be a really dumb question, but how does somebody just come out of nowhere after the combine? Like, I feel like I didn't hear much about this guy's name. He obviously plays at Santa Clara and now he like, goes to the combine. Now it's like, oh my gosh, you could be a lottery pick. Like, is that like a bad thing? Or is this a, it just, Hey, do you don't fall in love too quick here? I don't, I don't know. Like what, why, why was he not talked about before?
2: Yeah. I think it roots just from the fact that he played at Santa Clara was a junior and The first two seasons for him really weren't that efficient. I mean, he shot 40% last year on 11 and a half points per game. So not very much pre you know, historic background on him. He shot 27%. So massive improvements. And for me, he caught my eye when they played TCU. I saw every TCU game this year and I was like, this guy's probably an NBA guy. Didn't think anything of it. I I should have pursued that thought, but (laughs) I ultimately did not until pretty recently. But you know, I think it just comes back to the West Coast Conference. He played well at the combine, measured well at the combine, and I think ultimately those are things that it means he probably scales up to these teams.
1: Okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask about my guy. He's not going to be there for Dallas at 26, but just if Dallas can move up, can you just give us your spiel on Tari Eason? You know, he's six seven, obviously over seven foot wingspan, and I just like everything about this guy. I want him to be there so bad, but. Why, why, why will he not be there for Dallas?
2: Well, I wouldn't rule it out entirely. Um, <gasps> <laughs> dramatic gasp. I know, I know I should prepared <laughs> for this. The, the audience paused. No, I think, I think just basketball IQ is a, a genuine concern for him. How quick can he process things, especially on the defensive end? He does have the tools to be elite just about at everything. You look at the shooting percentages are really strong, massive hands. Uh, there's a there's a Maasai index for these guys who have are same sim- Messiah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A Maasai <laughs> index for the Messiah jiri I mean, If they're six, eight, have a seven, two wingspan and have like 10 plus inch hands. Like they, these are the Maasai guys. Kawhi fits that bill. Scotty Barnes fits that bill. And Tari oh, Eason OG. might be that. So he checks all the physical boxes, has all the statistical backgrounds, analytical, darling. But. You know, struggles with his left hand motor is an issue, and <laughs> I, I've I've heard basketball. Is this all IQ, the same
0: thing? Yeah, these are all the same.
2: <laughs> I've heard basketball IQ is uh, is plagued him a little bit in draft workouts as well. So. Just that combination makes him a little bit unpredictable. A lot of people say he's not going past Houston. I could see him sliding because of the basketball cue and left hand issues, two separate issues. I should remind
1: you. I think he should (laughs) slide. I think because of all those reasons, he should slide pretty far. (laughs) Please. Now his his hand measurements at the at the combine too was just unreal, too. And I just I don't know. I just really like the guy. And I I typically lean towards Just take a wing and be done with it. You know, a 6'6 to 6'9 guy and be done. And I didn't get, I think in that mid first round, he's one of the the best swings to take. But
0: let me throw out one quickly here so that you can just get it over with and not have to talk about it on Lockdown Mavs ever again. But since we're doing prospects, uh, Walker Kessler is a center and the Mavericks want a center and he's going to be in the the range for for the Mavericks. No, God bless. I'm just, people are going to want to know about it. Why the seven foot center from Auburn that had one of the highest shot block rates? In, in college, why is he not a guy for the Mavericks?
1: The Guardians yeah. just opened their computer. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me
2: ask this. Isaac, you're a North Carolina fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why you don't like Walker. That's that's an immediate reason. <laughs> he he bolted. It.
1: And it's like, all right, cool. No, 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 no North Carolina
2: girl. fan likes him. But for me, it, it doesn't – I'm not a North Carolina. I don't have any opinion on it one way or another. Um, For me, it roots to, yes, he is an elite shop walker. Will it translate? I don't think so. One really struggles on the perimeter. That takes away a lot of their shot blocking abilities. Yes, he can recover from plays because he's so long, but he's so slow. He is. He looks like he's just moving in quicksand. Has long arms, of course, but I just I worry about it actually working. He he hunts blocks so much. He just looks horribly stiff on the perimeter. Just any drive, he just goes for the block. He doesn't try and impact the shot. It's block the shot. And then on offense, I just don't believe he's going to be able to score.
0: There you go. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Now you never have to do it on Locked Up maps ever again. We did it two days in a row, and now you don't have to. Coming up, there's a couple other bigs we need to talk about. Christian look Christian Coloco, uh, Nikola Jovic is a really interesting prospect that the maps can take a big swing on. So we'll talk about all that. Uh, coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. They still have the brownie batter puffs. That means I have not done enough of of a good enough job pitching these bars because they're absolutely delicious. Covered in the best chocolate that I've had on a candy bar in a long time filled with uh, brownie batter flavored marshmallow in the middle. They're absolutely delicious. Go check them out. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar in a bar that's covered in 100% chocolate, like I said. Go check them out. Try them. Try them in a variety pack if you want to. Uh, They are are absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. That's the LOCKED and then the number 1 and the number 5. LOCKED15 is the promo code to get 15% off your entire order. It's built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Mabs your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make you our and make sure that our favorite Locked On podcasts get even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On Pods, maybe even Locked On Mavs. Go to Lockedon slash survey right now to get started. It won't take too long. Locked slash survey. Anybody that qual- that anybody that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to go to a Mavs game, to go to a college game, whatever you want to go to, lockdownpodcast.com slash survey. All right, Isaac Harris. We're here with Richard Staman, aka Mavs Draft from the Lockdown NBA. Big board podcast. We've been talking about some prospects. Ten prospects that the Mavericks could target that could be in the range for the uh, for the Mavericks here. Another big man, the 610 big from Arizona, Christian Coloco, is probably going to be in the Mavericks range. What's the overall thoughts on, on him, and could he be a, an impact player for the Mavericks day one like they would want?
1: Can I add to that real quick, the question? Hold on, saying, you got to say the thing. One more thing. With Coloco, it, is, it feels like he's fallen down some mock drafts. Is that accurate and correct whenever you talk about him? Because I just want to – I feels like I haven't seen him take the step up like Mark Williams. Maybe it, has he taken a step down? Anyway.
2: I don't think he particularly has taken a step back. I think other guys have jumped him Hmm. and he's just stood still. So not really anything to his fault. I think he's almost stayed the same with Christian Coloco. I think he has a good chance to impact the game early. Yes. He was a junior and juniors can be sometimes fool's gold and get a weird system in place before with Sean Miller. So new coach this year and really broke out showcased a little bit of a jump shot, especially in his pro day. I think what really makes him, capable of playing day one is he can handle switches and he can stay on an island. He doesn't, I really don't remember any, if many plays where he was beat on a drive where a guy just left him in the rear view mirror. It didn't happen. However, he is really lacking discipline. He needs to reduce that foul trouble. uh, And it's a little bit slow in processing something. So that might burn him, but ultimately I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that the system he played in with another big, and just a whole new system learning another system hurt him at Arizona in some ways.
0: And we just did a whole podcast a couple of days ago about the center that the Mavericks need, right? Like what's the type of center? What are the qualities in a center the Mavericks need? And it's like a really good interior finisher, guy that can defend the rim really well and a guy that can step out in space and defend and he has all those tools and intangibles to be like I don't know, the next Robert Williams, the next Kevon Looney, right? Like he has those type of of qualities.
1: Do we know his wingspan? I, I've been trying to look that up, but I just don't know what it is. Anyway.
2: It wouldn't shock me if Clutch is hiding it. Uh, no, no, I found it. Oh, he's a Clutch uh, client. No, he he's massive. Seven foot, seven foot five wingspan.
0: Wow. I'm in. And he's
1: 6'10". I'm 6'11". in.
0: 6'11". <laughs> Another Arizona oh, yeah. guy. Let's go, guys. Come on.
1: <laughs> I got to watch more tape on this guy. But he doesn't shoot threes, right? He only tipped at three last year? No,
2: he That's took... Fine. Yeah, he, he took some mid-range okay. jump shots. That was pretty much it.
1: I need to look at his pick-and-roll numbers. Okay, um, for me, I'm going to package two guys together. Um, can we talk about the Ignite guys uh, from the G League, mm. Beauchamp and Hardy? I am um, I'm I'm, I think I'm more intrigued by Beauchamp in the sense of I love that when the guy's 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", with an over-7-foot wingspan. Um, which one of these guys do you like more than the other? Where do you see him going?
2: Yeah, it's not close for me. I I like Marshawn Beauchamp a lot more. I worry about his jump shooting. Don't get me wrong, but he has a lot to make up for it. Like you said, he's six, six and a half with a seven, one wingspan. I mean, that's a plus six and a half wingspan. That's nuts. And that's actually the shoes height. It's probably plus eight, like seven, eight and a half, something like that. It's nuts how long he is. Great athlete. Another guy who he can get to the rim. You finally get a player over six, six that can get to the rim. The Mavs desperately need that. He has a really quick first step, athletic, and can play great defense. The jump shot is really the big question mark. Will it be a fatal flaw or just something that, you know, like Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't have a good jump shot. He did in the playoffs, but he doesn't have a good jump shot and he still makes a living. Can Marjan Bochamp do it on on the wings? Yeah.
1: All right. That's good. (laughs) I, I just don't know what the, you know, obviously I don't watch a lot of G League. So, you know, you've seen them play more more than I have. And there's just I I think I'm more you know, Hardy, I feel like Hardy, I could be wrong in this, so correct me. I feel like Hardy was the high like the hyped up prospect more when he was in high school. And now it's like, man, is he gonna be like late first round pick after all of that? But
2: yeah, I mean Hardy was my number one pick or my number one player on my board before the season started. And Marjon Beauchamp is a guy who he's twenty one. He graduated high school, took a year off and just trained and kind of fell hmm. off. People, He was a top 100 prospect recruit and fell off and just rejuvenated his career in, in the G League. And, you know, with Hardy, I didn't answer that part, so I apologize. But no, no. The, thing, the thing that scares me about Hardy is you guys remember Cam Thomas last year, right? The yeah. The chucker. It was his label. LSU. Everything that people shamed him for that he actually ended up being pretty decent at when he got to play is what is, I feel like is very accurate about Jaden Hardy. He doesn't really blow by guys, bad shot selection, better playmaker, but just not as good of a score. So I I'm very out on Jaden Hardy myself.
0: It's tough when you're a scorer and you shoot 27% from three, right? Like it's it's like you were talking about with Dinwiddie. It's like, you have to be either like super elite, at getting the rim or super elite athlete, and so then once that af- athleticism is taken away with like an injury or something, then you're just so limited. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think th- more people have Jaden Hardy higher than Bochamp, right? Are you going? Do you feel like you're going against the grain having Bochamp higher than Hardy?
2: Uh, yes and no. I think both. I think it's almost pretty mixed because Bochamp is mocked to go higher, but yeah, on some boards he is ranked higher i i feel very confident in it though that i'm not like i'm not just doing it to be like oh everybody likes Jaden hardy i'm gonna yeah. of course and but i i do feel like a little bit on the it's, it's probably like 60 40 i would say favor Bochamp. champ all
0: right nikola jovic the the big the six nine big from overseas he is a player that I think a lot of people are really interested in. This is a player that, you know, is, is compared to Jokic, not, not just because of the name, right? Because, like, the, the ball handling abilities, the ability to get a shot off from kind of anywhere on the floor. Um, this is a, a chance for, for the Mavericks to take a huge, huge swing on a guy that could really pay off for them. But what are your thoughts on Jovic?
2: Yeah, so actually taller than 6'9". He measured at 6'11". He, which is crazy because of his role. So what he does is he's a – I don't know how to describe him other than like – imagine if you made Devontae Graham 7 foot or almost six, almost 7 foot, <laughs> 6 foot 11. He Devo- is Hold on, wait.
0: You just said Devontae Graham, like the guard from the Hornets, the, like the really small guard that's like shifty and throws up shots from everywhere.
2: Yeah, so it's not one-to-one. But the same way he doesn't play defense and he does not go to the rim, he's scared of the rim. <laughs> And finishing at defenders, that is Jovic. Uh, and he also is a three-point shot creator. Like, that's pretty much Graham's main thing. Jovic runs the pick and roll at 6'11", finds open teammates, and can create step-backs, lethal step-back. I think he has killer handles. For 6'11", it's elite. Mm. And his jump shot stroke is just beautiful. It's it's one of the purest I've seen in in this draft.
0: Isaac, what are your thoughts on the Mavericks taking a huge swing like that? Like, Because that, that's a huge risk, right? This guy could be... He could be Jokic, or he could be I don't know Jan Vesely. Like I don't think or or Bargnani. I guess maybe is is maybe the other one that he could be. What's your thoughts on them taking a swing like that?
1: I just I really don't think he's going to be there at twenty six. I just I think somebody else is going to take the swing higher. Mm. uh, Just seeing the size and everything that Richard said and. So I've been kind of like crossing him off because I'm like, I don't think he's even going to be there for Dallas at 26. But it kind of is like what what role is he going to play if he if he comes to Dallas? Is it going to be a six man bench type of role? You know, even like peak best version of him, you know, is he, is he a four? Is he a five? Can he play the defense to play the five? I, I haven't watched him enough to know the answers to these questions. But that's just my question. But scoring wise, I mean, obviously, you watch all the clips of him scoring. It's like, oh, that's. That's exciting, uh, but I just I think he goes higher than where Dallas goes.
0: Richard, answer, yeah, answer the question. <laughs> the I'm banking.
2: Right. I'm banking on the on the the pesky team from down on thirty five from interfering with Jovic being there at twenty five. I think the San Antonio Spurs are going to be the one mm. to take him. Mm. It's just going to be very frustrating. One pick away. And the way I would just say like how he fits is: imagine if you put Danilo Gallinari on this team. I think it's a very very one to one comp. The size, the creation doesn't, you know, play much defense, doesn't go to the rim. But you look at Gallinari before the injuries, he was on track to be a near all-star player. So I think you just kind of look at him as a, a six man for now. And the most intriguing version I've heard is what if he was a small ball five? Because imagine him just isolating Gobert yeah. or someone, which is nuts because no center in the league could really do that from three outside of the MVPs.
1: So he's like a way better version of Bertans.
2: <laughs> yeah, imagine if Berton's had killer had, uh, killer handles,
0: build. right? Like,
2: yeah. They're like same same defense? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's <laughs> there's no drop off. No, okay. it's close. It's I don't know, I don't want to pick who would be better.
0: <laughs> Berton's would probably come after you and find you. Uh, all right, we got a couple more draft prospects to talk about. Kendall Brown, the, the wing from Baylor, I want to get to and then there's a couple other that Isaac has we want to bring up. Coming up All right, Isaac, we're here with Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft on Twitter, host of Locked on NBA Big Board, draft expert, couple other players, prospects we want to talk about. Kendall Brown, the 6'6 wing from Baylor's, kind of a high flyer, crazy athlete. Uh, He's a player that could be around the Mavericks range. What would the Mavericks be getting in a guy like Kendall Brown?
2: Yeah, you get the best cutter in the draft. I feel very confident. And him being far and away i just you watch his cuts and it's perfectly timed when the ball handler picks it up like quite literally the second he starts to pick up the ball he's cutting and he beats the defense he watches for ball watchers it's stuff that for a freshman he should not be able to do as smoothly as he does Mm. also a great defender i think he can guard almost one through five with his athleticism and length uh and on top of that he can pass pretty well so yes a jump shot is an issue but i think you can overlook some of that stuff when you look at a guy who's six seven and a half with a six eleven wingspan and was tested as the best athlete at the combine.
1: Wow, best athlete of the combine. Yeah,
2: Sorry. there was a chart I saw where it was f- like just combining all the testing numbers, speed, agility, uh athleticism, length, all that stuff. And it showed the top one was Kendall Brown, bottom one was Patrick Baldwin.
1: <laughs> Tough day for uh pat baldwin fans so speaking of some measurements uh there's a guy that uh i really liked i think i mentioned him last time you were on the pod but ej liddell ohio state and you can even tie brandon into this too i feel like malachi brandon, his teammate has kind of gotten some love over the past few weeks for um his shooting and stuff but at the combine liddell specifically so liddell's like what six seven six eight two forty um 37 38 you know three-point shooter but at the combine i said Liddell had a wingspan of six, six foot, 11, four. So basically a seven foot wingspan max vertical leap of 38 inches, which was eighth best at the combat and a 35 and a half standing vert, which is first at the combine. So this guy, what is the, why is EJ Liddell not up there in like the same group as like Atari Eason or that next group of wings? Why is he slotted in the twenties right now? Cause I really like this guy.
2: Yeah. I think it first starts with the fact that he's a junior just, nature these guys get overlooked he's still oh this is
1: my pet peeve
2: (laughs) i I don't like it i don't like it this is the the nature of the game where it's like desmond bain he was a young senior too he didn't turn 22 which most seniors turn 22 in the middle of uh of their season in college he didn't turn it until what was supposed to be draft night 2020 and people are still like oh he's too old and that's number one number two though is yes the athletic numbers and everything did look really good but in game his issue is he he struggles to guard drives. That's that's always something that he gets blown by far too easily. Who does he guard? And also, like, I liked his game as a freshman. I thought if he had declared he would have been a second-round pick. Now I've soured on him a little bit just because of more and more to dive into with higher usage. Yeah. And my issue is, is he had a lot of mid-range shots. He had a system built around him. Yes, the three-point and free-throw percentage numbers probably indicated he will shoot. But at what level? Can he be an off-ball player? I don't know
1: hmm that's good um with i was trying to look at um there was another guy oh Akbaji, Ag- did i say that right for for kansas is there a chance that he drops
2: you said it right no chance that he drops <laughs> past dang uh, it that's you're he, not telling he, good things <laughs> i know if, if kansas hadn't won the title there's a real chance the the thing with him is i think teams learned from desmond bain in a way mm-hmm. he's the prime example of we'll know we'll know if if he got if he gets picked in the lottery which i think he will being one of the best shooters in the draft we will know he's a four-year player from kansas so we'll see what nba teams learn
1: you speaking of shooters uh laravia is he getting some first round love or where is he at right now yeah i'd i'd put a
2: good dollar this is pure speculation but just knowing all the the details of him kind of leaving events early and kind of shutting stuff down I'd put a good dollar that Jacob Arabia goes first round. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas is the team that is potentially guaranteeing him. I think he's mm. gotten one. I would love it. I know, I know, I know the stereotypes. I get it. I heard a grunt in there. And it was, but, it was more like an interested hum. Oh, okay, good, good. Because <laughs> I, I think he's great. You know, you look at a forward who has good size at around what, six, eight, six, nine, um, with only six ten wingspan, but he just does he's so skilled in every other way. Soft touch of the rim, really good shooter. When I first watched him, I thought he was a center. He looks a lot bigger than that six eight, six nine. Mm. Has a beautiful spin, and fake spin, knows how to manipulate guys with that, can get to the line. And best of all, he moves well on defense. He's not terrible, and he's definitely not good, but he holds his own on the defensive end.
1: Who's the who's the best shooter in the first round outside of like some of the top guys?
2: Yeah, I want to cheat and say Jabari Smith. I, I think after that. Probably Ochai Baji. There's some answers I could give that overthink uh, some stuff, and one of them is a Mavs target. Wendell Moore is a candidate as well.
1: Okay. Are
0: there are, are there any names? So we've named a, we've named at least ten guys, probably twelve or thirteen. Are there any guys that we haven't mentioned yet? That you're like, oh, this guy could be in the range for the Mavs, and they should be interested in him.
2: Yeah, I think there's two. One of them is Wendell Moore, uh, coincidentally timed. <laughs> but you look at somebody who just played a perfect complementary role with stars at Duke. I think his role translate perfectly cleanly. Uh, good shooting form finally grew as a shooter this year. Good vision, really good in transition. Doesn't turn the ball over. think he can hold his own on defense and has a good body. And then the other Ryan Rollins is somebody who he keeps getting mocked in the second round. To me, he has the mold of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, you look at a guy who uh, he measured very, very similarly. I played at Toledo, so we don't know how his game scales up. But you look at a pure scorer who can do anything out of the pick and roll. or Not really pure scorer, but a scorer, and he can do anything out of pick and roll. Find the cutter, find the shooter, find the roller, and potentially even score himself. I think his game translates so well offensively.
0: If you're the Mavs this year, one of the big – questions that we've had is you know can they take a risk a risk at all in, in the draft by taking a, a young player to try and get a cost control guy or just trading for somebody that may not you know be the best player but at least they could get somebody solid to add to a rotation knowing this draft like as well as you do in this first round and knowing the players that we just all talked about do you think the Mavericks should trade this pick or you think they should take a risk with one of these guys
2: Uh, there's two answers for me and neither of them involve staying at 26. (laughs) I think their best bet is trading with either Oklahoma city or Orlando, Mm. two teams that don't need multiple thirties picks. Orlando has the 32nd and 35th pick. Oklahoma city has 30 and 34. I would swap those two for one. Those teams get a guaranteed first round pick, especially Orlando Dallas could play with some flexibility. And I think they could use two players a lot better. Uh, the other option is Trade out of it, see if you can get a 2023 first. But I don't think anybody's giving you that for a 26 pick. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Richard Sayman, you got great stuff going on. NBA Big Board. You can go subscribe to that show. Uh, that's ten ten prospects the Mavericks should check out. There's probably a bunch more that we'll talk about. We'll do deep dives into these guys later in the year. We'll do dra- full draft profiles on some of the ones that we really want to uh, target in on. So stick later around. in the
1: month, not the year, but uh, I was saying, <laughs>
0: <laughs> later. In the, it's still later in the year, right? <laughs> later in the draft year. I don't know.
1: Sep- September 10th. So we have uh, Jane Hardy profile coming out. Uh...
0: We'll do it in October. There you go. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Now make sure to go listen to the Locked On NBA Big Board show. Rafael Barlow and uh, Richard Stamen. There's great stuff from him all the time and on NBA Big Board as well as player rankings. And of course, Big Board's free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. You go, boom.